Hi, and welcome to More Human, More Resources, the HR podcast for entrepreneurs. I'm Vicki Brown, your host and CEO of Vidominale Enterprises. As a serial entrepreneur, I understand that having the right expert help has been critical to my success. That's why I'm dedicated to telling you, in plain language, what's going on in the world of HR that might impact your business and what you need to do about it with real actionable tips to help you master that list of must-dos and grow your leadership muscle. First things first, the information contained in this podcast is provided for general purposes only and is not to be considered legal advice. Your decision to adopt or not adopt any practice or procedure mentioned in this podcast is solely yours and we bear no responsibility for the outcome. We urge you to always consult legal counsel and other appropriate licensed professionals. And with that, let's get into the show. You're listening to Season 3, Episode 29. You know, leading a team can be wonderful. You have support, you get to help develop people, and the company goes farther faster. But if you're the leader of a team, it's going to happen one day. Sooner or later, you'll get a complaint. Or something will happen between team members, or someone will file a formal grievance. Then what do you do? Well, generally, the first thing you do is launch an investigation. Now, I know that sounds like a lot. In fact, you're probably thinking, what, an investigation? I have no idea how to do that. Is it really necessary? Well, yes, it kind of is necessary, because you need to get to the bottom of the issue. You see, the purpose of an investigation, and by the way, if that term strikes terror in your heart, then just think of it as fact-finding. Well, the purpose of fact-finding is to uncover the facts of what happened. You and I know that there are at least two sides to every story. So when someone comes to you complaining about what someone said or did, well, you owe it to yourself and the company to get as much information as you can, hopefully from as many sources as you can. So you have solid intel that can help you decide what action you're going to take. So again, before you break out in a cold sweat, I'm going to give you the top five steps you need to take when launching an investigation. First, you need to get the specifics from the person who's making the complaint. What day or time did the thing happen? What was specifically said or done? Were there any witnesses or other people who were either present or are otherwise aware of the situation? For instance, maybe the person told someone just after everything happened. Now, a few things are critically important to remember. Let the person get it all out. Give them space to tell you fully what happened. And if they can do it also in written form, well, that's even better. And while they're telling you their story, don't jump to conclusions or promise confidentiality or guarantee a specific outcome. I know when someone's recounting something that really upset them, we all feel compelled to try to make them feel better right there and then. Well, this isn't the time to indulge that instinct. You don't have enough facts yet, so it's not a good idea to get ahead of yourself. And as for confidentiality, well, generally, in order to get to the bottom of things, you have no choice but to talk to other people and bring them in. Now, of course, that doesn't mean gossiping or talking to people who have nothing to do with the situation, but you can only promise confidentiality to the extent possible while you determine what happened. Another thing to keep in mind is that depending on the issue, you in fact may be legally obligated to report the situation. 
A really good example of this is when an employee goes to their manager to complain about someone sexually harassing them. Well, if the manager doesn't run that complaint up the food chain, not only are they exposing the company, but they're also creating personal exposure for themselves. So there may be an instance where you literally are required to tell someone else. And by the way, I'm feeling compelled that this is a really good time to again mention that I'm not an attorney, an employment attorney or otherwise. And this information is provided for general purposes only, and it's not to be considered legal advice. And I urge you to always consult legal counsel and other appropriate licensed professionals. All right, back to the podcast. All right, once you've heard the whole story, now it's time for you to figure out if you need to take any immediate steps to protect the employee or stop the behavior. Now, this is largely going to depend on what the issue is. If it's harassment or discrimination, well, then you are obligated to make sure it stops immediately. Or again, you may end up being liable. But if it's, I don't like the way Mary tells me to do my job, well, that may not rise to the level of protection that the others do. You'll have to use your judgment. And here's a pro tip. If it is a case of harassment, abuse, or discrimination, at that point, you should definitely call your counsel. They'll be able to help you with next steps and may even end up doing the investigation themselves or referring you to a professional. Just keep in mind that there's an alphabet soup of employment laws that you might need to navigate. The ADA, the ADEA, OSHA, Title VII, those are just a few. Okay, now you've reviewed the complaint. Now you need to figure out who's going to investigate. Again, it may be you, someone else on your team, or your attorney. Oh, and another thing to remember, I know lots of things to remember, right? Well, another thing to remember is that various states may have guidelines that impact non-employee third parties as investigators. For instance, here in California, an outside HR person, like me, can't conduct workplace investigations unless they have a private investigator's license. That's right, a private investigator's license, which I don't have. So you should be really careful to watch out for little quirks like that. Next, create a list of people you need to interview. Again, it should be anyone who either witnessed the incident or had knowledge of it. And of course, the person the complaint is against. In fact, they should be the very first person you interview. And to get you started, I've created a list of sample questions for you. You'll find the link in the show notes. When you're creating the questions, consider that you want to ask each of the witnesses the same series of questions. Don't ask leading questions or put words in anyone's mouth. And don't disclose any potential outcome to anyone that you're interviewing. They're there to tell you what they know, not the other way around. Of course, make sure the interview happens in a quiet, private setting. Be respectful, and if they say something you don't understand or something that needs more information or clarification, then ask them follow-up questions until you're clear on their answers. Now, once you have all the information you need, well, now it's time for you to analyze it all and come to a decision about how you want to handle the issue. Again, you may want to loop your attorney in for help, but no matter if it's something with potentially huge exposure or a small disagreement between colleagues, as a leader, you're going to find yourself in a position to have to deal with the people issues that can come up. And sometimes they're going to be more involved than a simple facilitated discussion between the two people. So if that happens, keep these five steps in mind. If you found this information helpful, please leave a review and tell a friend. 
Thanks for spending the time. Until next week, same time, same place.